for a moment, pretend that I don't know anything about metallurgy, engineering, or physics, and just tell me what the hell is going on. Is it just ghosts or is it not paranormal? I think anything cryptids ghosts. Anything spooky. Par paranormal as a whole. Stupid. You never studied. No study. And we're back. Welcome to No Study. I never left. You didn't. You've I've been, been sitting in my room. I've been sitting right here waiting. The stench is incomprehensible. I would say palpable. Palpable. Thick. Palpatine, if you will. Palpable. It rests in the air. Well, uh, dude called me out like an episode or two ago about being real repetitious. Uh, one of you guys want to field what no study is for the uninformed and the uninitiated? Uh, Arge. Okay. Arge, loudly and proudly into the microphone, please. So, as a man who speaks softly, I must say... He carries big dick. Got a big Hunt. old dick. It's, it just pulls me down. I don't care. I'm not yep. a government laboratory worker like you are. But... Somebody's got to clean the poop out of the rat cages. They do. That is... Mike Rowe did that on Dirty Jobs, we, I'm pretty We sure. got it, that out of the way really early. It, it is a dirty <laughs> job. Yeah. So... Uh, no study is a podcast where we into into the mic and not into your drink, please. In sorry, oh, everything's dick shaped in here. It is. I don't know what to talk into. Your best food is your dick shaped. Um, <laughs> this is the easy part, guys. Come on. I know it really is. The, guys, this is a podcast to introduce people to the world. Of the so paranormal. no study is a paranormal podcast. We'd like to say that it's a springboard into more of the paranormal realm. See, I knew I could get dude to do it if I just watched it. Yeah. He's, he's making fun of me on the low key. Right. It was great. On the, on the, great. On the down low. Prep the landing. On the so, DL. Uh, on, the, on the up and up. So, alright guys, uh, sound off. Who are we? Starting with you. I'm Turd Ferguson. It's funny. It's a funny name. I'm Arge. I'm Bo. And Turd Ferguson <laughs> couldn't be here tonight, so the part of Turd Ferguson will be played by Dew. Hey, that's me. Who subsequently also has topic tonight, if I'm not wrong. What? I'm not prepared. I'm Dick Trickles. Well, out, out of no study, there's only one one person supposed to study, and you didn't do that for us. I, I said this, though. This kind of counts as studying I'm sorry, because Dew is legitimately reading from a legitimate book. And I think he's using bay leaves as Bookends. Oh no, that was my six-pack container. <laughs> it was. He's using of... your beer box as his book holders. It's all good. They're, they're bookmarks. Bookmark. They're, they're marking books. I, I knew. Why are they not called? Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Okay. Why are bookmarks not called page marks? They're not marking the books. They're marking the pages. Correct. 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 I must say that is correct. However, it is correct. They aren't. Uh, maybe they were called page markers. Who knows? Nobody knows. No study. The shadow. So knows. the shadow. What is the book you're reading from? All right, to get today, to gay, to This one's gonna be pretty gay. <laughs> today we're gonna talk about thirteen Alabama ghosts and Jeffrey. Who the fuck is Jeffrey? We'll get Jeffrey. into that. So this Jeffrey, book, the like the play from the eighties about the the guy with AIDS. The, Jeffrey the, the AIDS Jeffrey, yes. so the yes. AIDS, from Toys AIDS Jeffrey. Yes. Oh well, yeah, that's a thing too. 
So this book was written by Catherine Tucker Wyndham. And when I was a young lad going to our library at school, this is one of the books you could check out. This is probably the first book out. I've ever read in my life that had to do with ghosts and spirits and things like that. Uh, now, when you checked that book out at school, was it hardcover or did it look like a coloring book? Like the Would version it, be, you it, was, it was a paper copy. The, the original copyright was 1969, I believe. So there's probably more ghosts in Alabama now. <clears> oh, there's way more than imagine. 13, but Catherine picked 13. I think 13 was a good number. 13... It makes sense. Because it's a creepy number? It yes, is. it is a creepy number. Because no, it's also by uh, Margaret Gillis, if I'm not afraid. Oh, yes. She she uh, she was a historian of... Uh, he was not afraid. She actually kept up with a lot. A lot of these ghost stories came from Margaret Gillis. And Catherine basically just wanted to go around and give these stories to try to preserve them. Because as an older generation, they had ghost stories about places yeah. like haunted houses, things like that. And you didn't really know where the stories came from. Mm. And she didn't want to lose that. That's, and see, I actually like legitimately love that sort of thing because I've I've wanted my whole life to like go through and talk to my elders and my family and try to get their stories and stuff. And then I haven't done it, and they just they keep passing. And you you know, it's just you know, it's told down to you. It's almost like the beginning of time when the first of the humanities was dancing or whatever. But like we came from a. a storytelling tribe we would tell stories and that's how we would learn lessons and that was morality tales and that's basically what's made us up as a people and i know i'm getting really fucking deep but what i'm but but what i'm trying to say is i really appreciate what you brought to the table tonight because all those stories that go through the years they might just disappear and have you guys ever thought about this if you've ever why are you sighing I I'm, I want I really want to ask you this. This is something that's been wearing on me since the last podcast. Because some weird shit happened in my house. I don't want to get what? into what. No, 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 no. This is the this is Honey the hush. place to get into it. No, no. But yes, th- that's what I want to say is get um, into it. Get into it. If the families disappear, mm-hmm. and if there's no one else to tell the tale, ghosts ghosts are not tulpas. Ghosts, it's like cocoa. ghosts don't go away. Ghosts are still there. It's I don't think cocoa. so. I don't have cocoa. <laughs> if they forget you, you'll. Oh, watch Coco. Remember me. Listen, I cried. I have. I've had to sing at several dead family members' funerals, and I've never cried as much as I've cried did you, at Coco. Did you do the oh. Irish Welling like a banshee? No, I had to sing like Josh Groban songs and shit. Why are you keeling? Keeling. If you skip, <laughs> oh. if you skip a few episodes, you don't know what we're talking. Whatever, about. I remember other people's subjects. Some people will be Keenan and some people will be Kellen. Kellen, <laughs> just Kellen like orange soda. Keenan and Kel. Kellen loves he orange loves soda. soda. Yes, he she do. loves orange soda. She, she, he. Okay. Kellen sounds like Ellen. So what are we doing? <laughs> so if, if if you were to look up Catherine Tucker Wyndham, you can find some videos on YouTube and things with interviews with her, and she's actually. She's a gem. Like I love watching interviews with her. Mm. She's she's really old now. She's probably like ninety. I think she's. I'm pretty sure she's still alive. She may not be by the Total time you hear gilf. this. <laughs> a Gigi Gilf. Gigi She's done a really good job capturing these stories. It's lewd, but we really respect her. It's not only thirteen Alabama ghosts and Jeffrey. There's also like she does a version for Georgia and I think Mississippi. There's a few other books. She's written several books. She's basically a historian. Yes. And she just state by state. She started off writing for a newspaper, and then in her home, they had some things go on. And uh, I'll actually read the passage for you, real quick. 
Let's hear it. This book is dedicated to Jeffrey, whose picture appears earlier in this book, and I'll show you that to you now. Oh, because the listeners can hear Jeffrey. I'm going to show this to you guys. This is a photo that was taken in her home, and they captured this image. Mm. So, for you now. So, for those listening at home, it is a picture that... Wait, what am I looking at? Am I looking at the, the spooky thing behind her? Or the am woman's I looking, face. Oh. And then directly above her Who's that lady? forehead, there is a glowing-eyed person. Who's the lady oh, in the picture? Uh, some kids that were there like doing Ouija board in their home because oh. they had heard of some disturbances in the house. And they want to mm. come over and kind of play. Jeffrey took up residence at the Wyndham home in Selma about three years ago. And would say this book was written in 1969. So, 1966. That's what you said. The family, no study. The family first became aware of his presence when they would hear someone moving around the living room or clumping down the hall. But nobody was ever there. They might have decided sound waves were playing tricks on them had it not been for the reaction of their cat. An old and respected feline known as Hornblower. You gotta respect the old Hornblower. So he's a regular siren. His nickname was Horatio. <laughs> he, he heard the noises too. Whenever the family heard the footsteps, Hornblower would jump up, even rousing from a sound sleep. Arch his back and flex his claws. The hair on his neck was standing a stiff rough as he prepared to spring at an unseen but disturbing presence. Jeffrey usually confines his activities to stomping up and down the hall, stirring around the living room, shaking lamps, setting into chairs and rocking, but on at least two occasions he has moved objects. The first thing he moved was a heavy chest of drawers, which is shoved three or four inches alongside a wall until the chest blocked the door. That door, which is closed at the time, is the only entrance into the room, and it could not be opened until the bar- barricading chest was moved by pushing with great force against the door. The same week a cake bake for a friend was placed on the dining table while a hurried search for car keys was underway. During the search, the keys, which lasted only about three minutes, Jeffrey moved the cake over on the table so that it would about to fall on the floor. One more small push would have upset its balance and spilled it. Nobody was in the house at the time except the cake maker and Jeffrey. Then one night, when Jeffrey had not given evidence of his presence for several weeks, some young people had been playing with a Ouija board and making a table talk. The conversation naturally included references to Jeffrey. During the evening, the group took several pictures, one of another using standard film and flash equipment. Next day, when the picture developed and printed, there was Jeffrey. The photograph of work was done in the dark room at the Selma Times Journal by a staff photographer who was more surprised and mystified than anybody else by the strange image on the print. The eerie, shadowy thing, whatever it is, appears to have posed for the portrait. That's funny, too, because, like, you know... In the damn 60s, I don't know what they had for photography. Like, I, I mean, obviously they were doing design work and stuff like that. But it wasn't readily available stuff like Adobe or, you know, Microsoft and, and, and all the editing tools. That no, we have photoshopping now. things was literally like you were in a Photoshop cutting negatives together and you know, doing multiple reductions <coughs> of negatives and stuff. So basically, Jeffrey, which is what... Miss Wyndham's kids called the ghost in their house at a presence. They came up with that name themselves? They, the, her kids came up with the name, and that's what they called it was Jeffrey. And, and the, the happenings in her home now, led her to... Now, shaking his head as if to say, don't ever name your ghosts. No, it's not even don't ever name your ghosts. Don't like, name it something stupid. That's... No good really comes out of Ouija boards. And 
the fact that it was kids that were contacting the thing is like you never know what it actually. I would disagree was. because these books came out of that Ouija board. Her oh. children were sent to college by the money she made writing these books. Yeah. So, but okay. I'm not saying you're so wrong. Not, not I'm not that, saying you're okay. wrong. Just in this instance, so, you're so not, not right. to say that no good has ever come out of using Ouija board, but what it's what you put into it and what you get out of it. And if you use it responsibly. I like how Dewey dickishly argued semantics with you. And no, he slapped me in the face you, with a... But you took it to heart and then you cowed down to him. And I watched that. As you should. <laughs> okay. You should. No, but you, you, you take a hard stance against Ouija boards. You don't like them. Even though it's, it's not even the fact of like that I don't like Antique Milton Bradley game. I thought it was Hasbro. No, like... Is I, it Hasbro? I, I don't know. Aesthetically, study, they're, they're no very study. cool. And like... To the yeah, touch. if you're gonna take the time to use one, but I'm that's the thing is like you're you're dipping into stuff that don't do it unless you know what you're doing with it. Oh, we didn't get the background. These kids, we don't know if they knew what they were doing. Yeah, or not. maybe she trained them and act, like and told them exactly how to fucking do it and like what. Well, back when I was in high school, there was a friend of mine who came back from college and uh, his mom had moved out of their house. Wow, that's thirty years ago. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, they. The house was spooky, 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 spooky. Yeah, it wasn't Most their house. Them. They 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 were transplants from like South Florida, mm-hmm. but uh, they came up here and wait. Uh, there are transsexual plants. Yep, that's obviously what Trans- I said. Transplants matters. Are we over it's... this? Are we over it yet? No. No. <laughs> well, I'm gonna press on. So uh, what <laughs> we did, we, they they wanted to do Ouija board, but his Ouija board had been taken from his house. He didn't have it anymore. And so what we did was uh, what had happened a thing called um, auto writing. Auto writing, oh. which is even more dangerous. Oh well, yeah, anything that wait, you're doing with that is auto writing invites something to use you, right? Yeah, but that's what a Ouija board is. Uh, absolutely. The only difference is the fact that auto writing is you are the conduit usually with one versus person. the the little uh, the triangle thing being the conduit. Did you do it like all holding hands? Yeah. And then, and then one person wrote. But I'm kind of a douche. So what I did was I, I shook my hand and everybody let loose. And I was like, oh, God, guys. Oh, no. Oh, what's happening? What's happening? We're in a pitch black room. And I drew a perfect mystery machine from Scooby-Doo. So when we all came out, everybody was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then they looked at it and they were like, you son of a bitch. And that was one of my proudest moments. I like how he said a perfect mystery machine for yeah, the dark. Perfect. In the du- for the dark. <laughs> okay. For okay. the dark. Okay. Okay. I'm perfectly good looking in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. I think. See how ha- that works. I, yeah, but you're half ass in the light fuck too. Up. All right. Oh <laughs> wow. So let's go next. As I was saying, I used to check this book out when I was a kid. Absolutely. Back then, do you remember checking books out where we had a little list in the books who all checked it out? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was. Do, 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 oh do, do, my do, god, do, do. that's old school as yeah. shit. Because you I, probably yeah. don't even remember that, do you? Fuck you. Yes, I do. Yeah, you do. I'm not <laughs> that much younger than you. I'm old. Though. You're like seventy. I know. I'm. Listen. <laughs> no, that was so cool to see the this names of people that did that. Just shea butter and constant masturbation. That's all it is. Does that keep you oh, young? I guess. The founder of youth guys. Pretty trim for a fifty-five year old. I should be an infant. You're a man child. Dude just knocked himself out on a guitar case. Dude is 12. So. But dude is legitimately 12, so. He is. 
Yes. He's, yes. A, he's an early bloomer. Yes. I've yeah. already got I'm one pube. <laughs> I have one pube. Get rid of it. You don't want I'll it. Cherish it forever. No, get rid of it. It's literally like six inches thick. It looks Listen, like a tree root. I want to hear about ghosts. Oh, ghosts. Okay. Oh, ghosts. So, there's 13 stories in this book, and we had said that 13 was probably a good number, because it's seen as an unlucky number. There were 13 people in the picture of the Last Supper. Uh, Judah was the 13th apostle. So, it's Judah. Judas. Okay. Say Judah. God. Yeah. Judah. Judas. Was the thirteenth apostle and it? I'm just, sorry. Did you drink before you got here tonight? Uh, dude? I've been drinking since I left work. Okay. Is that unholy? <laughs> since I left the chapel, I've been drinking. <laughs> Fill up on communion wine. Gonna get hammered. So of, of course, we're not going to read all thirteen stories. I was thinking, no, 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 no. just pick. We're going to whittle it down to two. But no, honestly, three. honestly, no, think guys, of one. Think this, of one. This week is a is a. It, it, you know, it's a book club. It's like Oprah's book club. <laughs> it's a celebration. It's a celebration. <laughs> Dude likes this book. Got it for Christmas. I did get Christmas. it for Christmas. And he wants you all to get it. And uh, I agree. I think there's some good stuff in here. And there is time because today is the official start day of uh, Kwanzaa. No, yesterday was. But you still have 20 more Kwanzaa days Yeah, but left? knowing how I edit, it'll probably be February before this comes out. So, Kwanzaa was last year. That was a thing. <laughs> Buy this book for next year. So, I've, I've picked one story out uh, to read today, tonight, whenever, because it is very close to where I live. Okay. And I'll, I will say that it's fine. All right, tell the story. It's, it's, not, it's not a secret. I'm from Alabama. We know. I do apologize not. for it. No, you shouldn't. You guys Why? got a good senator. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Jones. Doug Jones. Right. Dougie Jones. I think Jones. a lot of people voted for him because of the whole Dougie thing. I think a lot of people Mason. voted for him because they were bust in from other precincts. A lot of people voted for him because he wasn't a pedophile. Or an alleged. All right, guys. We're I on, apologize. We're on a time frame here, so I'm going to get started. Yeah. The name the of the story. is real short. The name of this story. <laughs> so does my dick. What is the name of the story? The name of the story is uh, is what? The hole that will not stay filled. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go and I'm gonna read the story straight from the book. Okay. You guys interject whenever you want. I may not acknowledge you. Nobody has ever actually seen the ghost of Bill Skeeto. But people going on the road from Newton, where the old bridge crossed the Chattahatchee River, could tell that the ghost has been there. Invariably, the hole under the tree where Skeeto was hanged is clean. As clean as if a brush broom or a pine top had swept it out. That's the power of pine salt, baby. Pine top. Even if the hole is heaped high with dirt every day, the dirt disappears during the night, and the next morning the hole is there again. Bill Skeeto, whose ghost apparently keeps the hole cleaned out, was born in Spain on June 8th, 1818. When he was a little lad, he came with his father to Dale County and settled near Newton, a small town in the Wiregrass section of Alabama. The Wiregrass. There are not many Spaniards in that part of the country, and some people are suspicious <laughs> of foreigners. But Bill was a good boy. Yeah, but, but if he's gone like 50 miles south down to Florida, there would have been a shit ton of Spaniards. Spaniards or... Cubans. Spaniards. The Cubans didn't get here until 2015. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a reason. No study. 
<laughs> the Cuban influx of 2015. <laughs> Bill was a good boy who won respect of his neighbors. And when he grew up, he became a Methodist minister. Okay. After, <laughs> after, he entered the, after he entered the ministry, Mosquito became known as the Bible-reading preacher from Spain. And he was invited to preach at churches throughout the area. He was made pastor of a log cabin Methodist church in Newton. And he was a kind pastor as well as a powerful preacher. It was while he was preaching at Newton that he met and married an attractive girl and they built a home in the community. Her name was... No one knows, apparently. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha. So when the Civil War began in 1861... What a bummer. Skeeto was one of the first men from his country to join the Confederate Army. He fought bravely for three years, being in the thick of many battles and miraculously escaping serious injury. Then, in the fall of 1864, he received a message that his wife was very sick. Having come from a country so far away from Alabama, Skeeto had no relatives to turn to for help. Most countries are far away from Alabama, I would say. Yes, this, this, that's probably very true. His wife did not have any close relatives either, at least not any whom Skeeto felt he could ask to stay with her in Newton to nurse her. Skeeto decided the only thing he could do was to hire a substitute to take his place in the army so that he could go home and take care of his wife. It was not at all unusual for Confederate soldiers to pay other men to fight in their places during times of personal emergencies. The asking price for substitutes was about $1,000. Whoa. A lot of money for a rural Methodist minister turned soldier. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah, back That's then, a lot of money now. Shit. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. For some of us, not you two. White privileged motherfuckers. Hey, man. Skeeto somehow managed to scrape up the needed cash. As soon as the substitute reported for duty, Skeeto jumped on his horse and headed to Newton, making the trip back home in near record time. Twelve parsecs to be exact. <laughs> his wife was so glad to see her husband and so relieved to have him at home that she began to improve immediately. However, her long illness had left her weak so and frail. faking it. <laughs> However, her illness had left her weak and frail, and Skeeto felt he had to stay with her until she regained her strength. Sure. The threat of defeat hung heavily over the South in 1864, and the Confederacy was in desperate need of every soldier it could get. Under these circumstances, Skeeto's prolonged stay at home began to arouse some resentment and suspicion. A few of his neighbors, who knew Skeeto was a foreigner, began to wonder if he might not be a traitor as well. Oh, no! Oh. Turn the page. Turn the page. At Newton, <laughs> there was a number of men who had organized themselves around up and punished deserters. A number of men. They called themselves Captain Brer's Home Guard. There were some accusations that the guard had been organized for the purpose <clears> of keeping <throat> its members safe at home while other men were away fighting for the South. I, there's a problem with the Home Guard. Yeah, lock your place in. You think about Cold Mountain. Uh-huh. The Home Guard Stone was Mountain? Like the bad guys Cold in Mountain. that movie. And it, it just seemed like there were people that were like, oh, we have all the power here because all the other men are going. It's just on us. Now, I don't think yeah, that it's that's like what It's like a league there, of their but... own with the women. Except it's men, but not men that are fighting in the Civil War. No man that's <laughs> as strong as Gina Davis, I could tell you that. She has a jaw that's stronger than 30 men. I would climb that mountain. Mm. We would put a flag on top. It's not a mountain, it's a jaw. Have you made Put your a little flag in her cheek? Have you, have you made your? <laughs> have you made your point yet, or no? Am I still waiting? I don't know. 
So anyway, so these fanny bandits. The okay. <laughs> fanny bandits. I'll tell you my point, sir. <coughs> we are the fanny bandits. <laughs> we are to steal your fannies. Okay, go ahead with your nonsense. I was no. trying to humanize the story. I think both. I get it though. Like, you're humanizing it. But it's so here's the deal is like there are these guys that were left over because they didn't go fight in the real war and now they're outnumbered by women so they have to like centralize their masculinity. I like how you made motions toward your penis when you said that. Well, uh, that's where it comes from. The balls. <laughs> the gooch. I knocked the wind out of my balls. <laughs> You're awful. You're awful. May I continue? <laughs> you may. Please. Defenders of the unit said its members really were too old or too infirm to serve the military force, and they performed a commendable service for the Confederacy. Oh, okay. You guys fucking happy now? They were old motherfuckers who couldn't fight because they were physically incapable. So they had to beat their women. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. He just rolled his old man is going to roll up on this guy. Story. No, not Sweet. one old man. A bunch of old men. An are army gonna... of old men. Yes. Home front security. Two old men. Two grumpy old men. Be that as it may, and Margaret, sir. (laughs) The guard heard about Skeeto's return from the army, jumped to the conclusion that he was a traitor, and laid plans to ambush him and give him a deserter's punishment. Execution. Yeah. Well, we'll get to we will get to that. (laughs) How did his ghost have its own hole? Let's find out. (laughs) They bury him in a hole? No. It's worse than that. <laughs> what? You'll find out. Shut the fuck up. I know the story. I live too close to this filled. thing. Ah, okay. You told the story on episode two. No, I didn't. That was you a practice run. Episode negative two. Negative um, two. Well, we need to do it. We, have we done episode zero? We did that already. Hey, we're still here. Bo Heathers. Yes, it's Bo Heathers. <laughs> Motherfucker. What? Like, if, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we know you're sorry now. Name. Apologize. On the evening of December 3rd, 1864, members of the Home Guard gathered at the foot of the bridge on the west side of the Chattahatchee River to waylay their victim. When Skeeto appeared, two men engaged him in conversation. I was going to think it was like gunfire. No, they engaged him in conversation. And then they cocked their mouths and said, (laughs) an apparent gesture of friendship to which Skeeto responded gratefully. He answered the questions about his wife's health and even showed them the medicine he had gone to town to purchase for her. Why? Because <laughs> they asked him? They're like, hey, how's your wife? And he was like, oh, she's not good. I had to go get this medicine. These are the guys it was Valtrex. To, these are the guys that are about to hang him. You Spoilers. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Can I make a goddamn point in this whole thing? No, I can't because you motherfuckers. We know he's God, damn it. We know he's a ghost. Hey, how you don't know he's a ghost? Did I ever say he was a ghost? You no. did on episode two. No, I said the name of this is the hold and never stayed filled. I didn't say it's called Bill Skeeto's ghost. Oh. So shut the fuck up. It's, let it's me a, finish. Well, it's also called Skeeto's hole. So yeah, okay. He was raped <laughs> by a militia Just of tell old the men. Story. Okay, where are we at? Because I'm about to bring up aliens. <laughs> <laughs> As they talked, the other man who had been hiding in a thicket of huckleberry bushes crept up behind Skeeto, and they lay they waylaid his hole. That's that's not what it says. Okay, no, just say what it says. He, no, it says right. they waylaid so his hole. No, it didn't. 
They crap up behind Skeeto and slip the noose of new rope around his neck. He gets the new rope. It's for traders. Is it NU rope or is it N- <laughs> new male rope? It's nouvelle rope. It's sold to them by the Skeeto was a big, strong man, but he was treacherously surprised. Although he struggled valiantly to escape, it was to no purpose. His arms were pinioned to his back by a tight cord. And his feet were tied together. This sounds like, like some erotica. I don't know, but you, you wrote <laughs> no, that, that last paragraph like you were the person who ordered his death. Like, but though to his valiant effort, he could not resist, and yeah. F.O. was dead. No, no. They, <laughs> what was, do get aroused, and we're like, no, this guy is about to be murdered. Yeah, that's no, what happened. So just tell it. Then yes. his captors shoved him to the ground and took turns kicking him in the crotch. Forced him to try to crawl in the deep sand. Was it really crotch? No, just like kicking him. Okay. Uh, in the we, sand? We were, was this on the beach? Alabama sand. Okay. There's a beach in Alabama. Yeah, but there's also a lot of sand up there. There is, yeah. Same where there's it's, sand. It's very white. <laughs> it's very white, is there? <laughs> very white sand. Oh, good. Hey. Tiring of the sport and wishing to get on with the punishment they had planned, the members of his military court... In quotations, apparently, threw Skeeto into a buggy and maneuvered the vehicle to a spot underneath a stout limb Ooh, jutting out from the maneuver. south side of a big post oak tree. This was to be Skeeto's hanging tree. It's a post oak. It ain't never gonna die. There's a post oak in front of my granny's house. It got struck by lightning twice, and it's still alive. Lightning don't never strike the same spot twice. He full of shit. <laughs> My tree got more than Alabama's one limb, motherfucker. <laughs> Alabama is here. <laughs> Roll tide. <laughs> okay. The tide just rolled. And the tide just rolled. It's a massive erection. Sorry. <laughs> and the tide just rolled. The crimson yeah. tide. It's like a bunch of angry women. Crimson tide. It's like the scene in The Shining. The elevator doors are... Love. Dude, I want to know more about ghosts. <laughs> Alright. At this time, Wesley Dowling... Who knew and admired Skeeto came down the road. When he saw what was happening, he stopped and began to beg the home guard to give their captive a fair trial. Instead of setting this plea, one of the men gave Weasley a hard cuff and threatened to hang him too if he interfield further. Interfield fiver. Fuck, I'm drunk. Now playing interfield. For those playing at home, interfered further. (laughs) Alarmed. Least other passers-by should see what they were up to. The men and the guard hastened their preparation for Skeeto's hanging. They threw the rope over the limb and then asked Skeeto if he had any last words. He replied, Yes, I have the ability to be here. I have like a license or something. He replied that he would like to pray. This answer made the men a little uneasy. But how could they refuse to let a man have a final prayer, particularly if the man was a preacher? So they granted his request. Instead of praying for himself as they had expected, Skeeto prayed for his tormentors. I pray for <clears throat> these men. Please let them know that they are making a heinous decision. Everything is opposite of what it should be. They are very <laughs> bad decision makers. This is not okay what is happening right now. Please, they, they do not know what it is that they do. That is, that, Amen. That is a quote from Bill Skeeter. That Thank was you. a dime store Jesus. <laughs> so let's that talk. was real Spanish. That was doing the list, but everything. Let's talk about what he actually said. Okay. I mean, what is Jesus? Forgive them, dear Lord. Forgive them, he prayed. I said that, I think. Sort of. 
This prayer so infuriated the home guard that even before the doomed man had finished praying, Captain Breer gave a sharp lash of his whip to the rump of the red horse hitched to the buggy. The frightened animal plunged forward, jerking Skeeto out of the buggy. Skeeto's neck should have been broken, but in making the hurried plans for hanging the home guard members had not allowed for the victim's height and size. Skeeto was tall, and his frame was not spare, so the limb to which the rope had tied bent under Skeeto's weight and his toes touched the ground. Mm. Quickly, George Eagles, a cripple, grabbed his crutch and used it to dig a hole in a sandy soil right under Skeeto's feet so that his toes could not touch the ground and his body would swing from the rope. Do you think this is an old-timey tale of racism? Nope. Spanish is not a race. Um, it is a language. Hispanic. Is, uh, <laughs> is it? Spaniards. Yes. Okay. Better check a tax form. <laughs> <laughs> News of what had happened near the bridge reached Newton too late for friends to save the minister's life. Oh, he did. Out of help him. Damn. All right. I heard laughter from the other room. But several men, among them Josh <laughs> Morris, Dave Young, Bill Ard, and James W. Judah, went to the spot, took Skeeto's body down from the tree, and laid it out in a cotton house across the road. He was later buried in the graveyard at Mount Carmel Church, where his tombstone may be seen today. But the story of Bill Skeeto did not end with his burial. The six men who had hanged Skeeto were never able to sleep peacefully at night, and not one of them would ever walk again alone. Oh, <laughs> I thought they were all doomed to chairs. <laughs> Though they locked their doors and barred their windows, they were tormented by a nameless dread and fear, and each one in his turn met a violent death. One was killed on a horseback with a limb from a post oak tree, the same kind of tree in which Skeeto was hung, if you were listening, post oak. fell on him. It was a still day, not a breath of wind stirring, but the heavy limb fell just as the rider passed beneath the tree. Another member of the lynch party was killed when thrown on a runaway mule, and accountably took fright on a quiet, open-stretch road. A third member of the group was struck by lightning, and one was found dead in a deep swamp. The other two also met their deaths in mysterious ways. Yeah, but he prayed for God to forgive them. Mm -hmm. Sounds like that didn't happen. Uh, Have you read the Bible? Do you know what God does to bad people? Yeah, God... They turned them into pillars of salt. was a son of a bitch. No, that, that 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 was Jesus. Well... No, no. No? Jesus, no. Uh, Jesus was a different guy. She was a virgin. Was she? You having a baby? What? It's Jesus' baby. An angel told me. Good yeah, Jesus. Jesus was a baby? God, this is more shit I gotta edit out. Almost immediately after the hang. <laughs> <coughs> hang on, wait, wait. Try that again. <coughs> Stake in Christianity. <laughs> Almost immediately after the hanging, curious people began vis- visiting the site of the tragedy. Why are you laughing? This is a tragedy. This is a tragedy. A man died after having the dirt scraped out underneath him. By a crippled man. Touch. By a crippled guy. That's the last fucking memory. I'm jealous of your long legs. Scrape. Right. As, time went by, as time went by, they observed that the hole dug by the crutch did not fill up as an ordinary hole would have done. And there are whisperings that Skeeto's ghost returns to the spot to keep the hole clean. To remind them what they've done. That makes sense, yeah. Now, Some, wait, 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 wait. I, I feel like we've been taking real light of this and, like, goofing on your story and everything. But let, let can we just, like, go back and do a synopsis at this point? Sure. <clears throat> lead it, please. Well, that's not what I meant. I want you to lead the synopsis. Like, there was a man. You were listening, right? He, Tell me about <clears throat> it. I, yeah. There was a man who was a preacher. 
Uh-huh. His wife got sick, so he couldn't fight in the Civil War. So he hired a proxy. So he chose not to fight in the Civil War. He hired a proxy mm-hmm. that went in for him. Mm-hmm. And then the Home Guard found him and they said, he's Spanish, he's probably a traitor. And this they is de- Alabama. And they yes. decided, and I said racism and y'all said no. But I think that, I think maybe. But listen. So <laughs> I think everything's racist. The, yeah, the Home Guard came in and they were like, we're going to take him out. So they went to hang him, but he was too tall. He was a big, broad man, the kind of guy that they probably wanted to be fighting. He was a girthy Spaniard. And then he was too tall, so they had to dig out from under him a crippled guy because you said the home guard was made up of old people. Mm-hmm. And then he prayed for them prior to that and was like, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Like, much like Jesus said, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And then they got pissed off. And then after that, how many people that were there for his hanging died? How many? All of them. Six. All of them. I believe. So, that's is that bad luck or we get some weird? Juju? How old were they, and how soon after did they die? I don't think it matters because <clears throat> none of them died of old age. Okay. It was like lightning strikes. Yeah, one of them was stuff. struck by lightning. I mean, that's. I mean, that's yeah, that's a coincidence, I guess. You can start so, writing and learn how to play piano really good or know a different language, or you die. So what yeah. I said earlier was that the the home guard was considered the bad guys. If you thought about it, like in terms of films and, and the stories that they tell these days, mm-hmm. I, I've never. But that's on me because my where I am in age, I've never heard a story of a good home guard. I don't know any good stories. About You're not that. hearing one now. I know. I'm not. I'm not hearing one. Yeah. Now. No trial or nothing. Let's no. hang this guy because we don't understand. <clears throat> That's what. And I'm that saying. that has been. I'm from Alabama, but for a long time, and Alabama's a little slower to progress in other states. That's been the, their thought process. Is if we don't understand, let's just take care of it. Because of how we feel. It's desperation, though. Too. I mean, they were fighting. For and now that's just your. Local vicinity. I mean, that's not the whole of Alabama. No, not the whole. But I mean, I mean, for the most part, yeah, Alabama has been behind the times, and I understand that. And I understand why a lot of people make fun of my state. I get it. I laugh at it too. Everyone's not like that. But yes, Alabama is a poor state. They haven't been as influenced by change. They haven't had the city that you live next to didn't sell alcohol until I was out of college. I remember. Yeah, which was. No, not the city, my county. The whole the county, whole county. didn't sell alcohol until after I was 21. At all. They would not sell it. And even one city today in that county still does not sell alcohol. <clears throat> so, yeah, they're a little slower in the times, but they're they're getting there. So if you make fun of Alabama, give them time. We're not making generalities, but this is the life that we've lived. I mean, you and I, I mean, ours is a transplant, but... <laughs> Transgen- you know... That's- like a palm tree. Again, again he goes. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been. Alright, let's finish this. Let's wrap this up right here real quick. Alright. Some years later, two men who were part of a crew building a new bridge over the river decided to camp on the spot where Skeeto had died. They did not believe in the ghost, so they filled up the hole, pitched a tent over it, and the braver of the two men put his bedroll directly over the freshly filled hole. They spent a fairly comfortable night. Next morning, when they broke camp, the braver man picked up his bedroll and found to his amazement that the hole was there again, although he had filled it up himself and had lain on it all night. Let me say something. Mm-hmm. I know you, you, you plotted your course there. 
Um, in a time before I knew you, this is this is when I graduated, right? I graduated college, and uh, me, oh, it's rubbing everybody's faces in the college. I'm okay. trying to like put the timeline straight for me and my friend Arch. <laughs> okay. So we were all moving. We we're all going to different places, and we wanted to have the last hurrah. So myself and Arch and two other friends of ours. We went camping in the woods that are just very close to where my wife and I decided to build our house, oddly enough. Had nothing to do with it, hadn't really met her at that point, but right across the street. And I don't know if you recall, but where we set our fire was an old stump hole. Yeah. And the fire went away. And it kept sinking, and it kept sinking, and it kept sinking. And it didn't matter what we put on it. It didn't matter what we did. But we were there, out there in the wilderness for a week. Yeah. And over the course of a whole week, every day it kept sinking and the hole kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. It was like Silent Hill. And so what I'm saying is, on just to be devil's advocate, I want to know a spook. But what I'm saying is you have sinkholes and you have stump holes, which are incredibly deep. Okay, so the hole doesn't grow in size itself. It's just when you put things in it, they're gone the next day. That's and that's the same thing I'm saying. Yeah. The hole didn't get wider, yeah, exactly. like a sinkhole. Uh, the, okay, so okay, does it get right, deeper? Let's take sinkhole out of the equation. Stump hole. Mm-hmm. There is in the driveway to my mother and father's house, who have lived down there for I would say thirty years. Mm-hmm. They carved that road. They moved that road. They made it themselves. There is still a spot in that road that you cannot fill with dirt. Because that's where a tree was way back when they started. And it's been three decades. The hole still sinks. Okay, so people don't just fill this hole with dirt and debris. There are stories of people putting pots in it, pans, metal things. They're always gone the next day. They don't know what happens to them. They're not there. So unless someone who just keeps it up as a prank goes out and cleans the hole out every night, something's happening to things that are put in it. Seems like with the ghost hunters that we have today and that sort of thing, there's several different leagues and, and there's different groups and there are groups local to us that we're not a part of, but we should be. But um, there would probably be people in that vicinity knowing that that was a typical haunted location that they could put a camera on it and leave it up for over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Has anyone done that to your not that I've Not that I've found but like I, I've, said, heard, I've heard of people telling stories of taking stuff out there, but I've never heard anybody actually go out and investigate it legitimately with cameras, infrared, uh, EMF, and things like that. I don't know. That, that to my knowledge, has not happened. Okay. I would love for us to be able to do it. It is a pretty good drive for us. It would probably be like an hour drive for us from here. Hmm. It'd be fun, but yeah. you know, I don't know if we'll ever have time. Hmm. So. Let's finish up right here real quick. Uh, the hanging oak is not there anymore, but the hole is. It's about 30 inches wide at the top. It slopes to a depth of about 8 inches. Three young pine trees now grow close to the hole, but even their needles do not remain in it. Something sweeps them away, leaving the hole as clean, as empty as if the day the innocent man was hanging there. Nice. Weird. Nice. Spin. <clears throat> So, do. So that was the story of 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. If you like that story, please go out and buy this book. As I said before, Miss Wyndham, she is a gem of a woman. Look her up on YouTube. She's still alive? I believe she's still alive. Last I knew she was still alive. 
And my goal in life would be to meet her because I love the stories that I grew up with. Yeah. And I'm very thankful to her for writing these stories and keeping these things alive. Thank you. All right. Well, you're always the one. Um, another short episode for us, but uh, Arch, uh, where can uh, where can people find us? We are at No Study Pod on Twitter. Yeah. No study pod. Hashtag no study pod on Facebook. Do we have a hashtag? We don't have a hashtag. No, no, no. Just at no study pod on Twitter. If you guys want a no hashtag. No study pod group. No study pod group on Facebook. Yeah. Sure. No study pod uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah no study pod uh, at gmail.com. We are also on iTunes. Yeah, the podcast app. Anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. We're free. We're free. Free so, real estate. So far, so far, so good. We hope you had a good Christmas. We do, and uh, we'll Always. come back to you next time. Who's up next? Me. I you. You. Me. Bo, Bo Heifus is Bo up next. is next. All right, so I'll I'll come up with something ridiculous. Oh. My house is haunted, obviously. There's some spoopy, spoopy slamming of doors. Alright, guys. If you're out there and you listen, we love love you. you. We love you.